0: Croeso, welcome to Recovery Now Radio, which is brought to you in conjunction with Adveriad Recovery and Living Room Cardiff. Adveriad Recovery is a registered charity offering specialist support to those with co-occurring substance misuse and mental health conditions. Living Room Cardiff provides ongoing support and aftercare as a community-based recovery centre that has an all addictions approach, including gambling, alcohol, drugs, both prescribed and illicit, sex eating disorders gaming etc or any other harmful behavior we welcome anyone who needs confidential support in taking those first important steps towards change and recovery family members and friends are also catered for for further details please see the adveria recovery website www.adveria.org.uk and www livingroom-cardiff.com. The Ockenhauer. Thank you so much.
1: You can get it. Succeed
2: at last. you're listening to recovery now radio let's recover together coming to you from the living room and adveriad my name is joe and i'm one of the presenters today
3: covering our radio for this extra special end of season show where we bring you the highlights and the best bits of last season and talk about what's coming next.
4: Hello, I'm Julie. I'm one of the presenters as well. Um, As we've all said, this is a very special episode of Recovery Now Radio. Um, We're going to be listening to a selection of some of the interviews that we've done over the last few months and um, talk about little bits that we all found interesting and inspiring. So um, thank you all for joining us and um, yeah, we'll get on with the show.
3: Okay, so, it's really great to be in the studio with everybody, I'm not normally here, it's normally as you've, if you listen to the show, it's normally Joe and Julie, and, uh, who, who uh, bring out the very best in all, all the guests we've had on the show, so it's a, it's a real privilege to be here and talking about the parts of the, uh, the last season, last 24 episodes, that have been really, really I- I- inspiring and I just wondered how everyone's felt about the, the last couple of months that this rather extraordinary thing we've all done together has taken off. What's, what's changed for everybody?
2: Well I'm Jo and um, I've been one of the presenters from the start and I found this really emotional, uh, quite a journey for me actually. It's been such a privilege to hear people's stories and to hear the inspiration that I get from them, what's happened in their lives how they've come into recovery and how it's transformed their lives actually so yeah it's been quite emotional a massive journey for me and it's enhanced my recovery also yeah thanks joe
4: Um yeah i'm
2: julie and
4: um, i've been in the show from the
2: beginning and
4: um, yeah i've taken a lot away from from presenting recovery now radio i think Lots of emotions. You know, it's been great fun. It's also been absolutely nerve-wracking. <laughs> I get quite nervous before a show. I normally settle down about halfway through. Um, so thanks for all your patience when you've been listening. All the things that Joe said, you know, it's been very humbling hearing people's stories. I've been, I don't mean forced, but I've listened to a lot of music that I've never have listened to before. You know, through choice. And uh, I found that so... So enlightening, really, um, and understanding, you know, why people have chosen particular pieces of music. I think's been been really interesting. So, um, yeah, so I, I take a lot away after I've done an interview, and uh, and it really is very rewarding to do. Getting um, started with
3: this, this was a this was a dream, you know. This was uh, a, um, they, they, they say that sort of like plans are dreams with deadlines, don't they? That uh, uh, but it, it, this began as as, as just a, um, a dream um, a, a year ago when we, we didn't know what we were going to do during the, the lockdown to connect with people. The whole way in which we'd run our service here, the living room, had been capsized really by the lockdown. We couldn't bring people uh, in to work with them and we were... Really, really concerned about how we would um, connect with people. So we, we uh, you know, we began by doing counselling and things like that via Zoom, as as we always you know, um, and ringing people up to say, you know, how you doing? Because nobody knew how long this pandemic was going to last for, how serious it was, or how people's lives were going to change. When we began to stabilise and we began to um, get back on our feet, we just had this this crazy idea. We've, you know, we've started to use these technologies sometimes for like the first time ever. How, how are we going to reach the person on the other side of the world who is lost, who's alone, who is abandoned, who doesn't know what, what, what the heck to do, um, whose 12-step meeting perhaps has closed down? And so we thought of recovering our radio. And then, it, through a long period of getting it together, it, you know, it, it miraculously happened. And now I have this experience which is just far out of being able to, uh, I, by the way, for context, I I contact people before the show, to make sure they're in a good space to share and we're looking after them. But talking to somebody who's based in Thailand or in Canada or in America and having conversations with them and finding people who are just like me on the other side of the world, struggling with addiction or in recovery who are You know have different lives and different names and different faces but the same story is just the most extraordinary experience but um that's that's been my my kind of take on this but what do you guys think
4: yeah i I think for me that time and time again when we've done done the um, interviews um you know it's hearing that that message of hope from everybody and you know, hope coming from a really hopeless place, you know, that's yeah. had such an impact on me as a presenter, yeah, and a person, you know, and somebody in addiction, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And um, for me, I think adding music into the mix um, really brought these stories alive. And when people are talking about really low places in their lives, and then you hear a piece of music associated with that, it puts it, it, puts it in perspective and you can really see the picture and feel the emotion, so that was something really enlightening for me as well.
3: So I guess one of the things we were going to do was introduce some of the clips, uh, some of the highlights of the show, um, uh, and, and talk a little bit about what those meant to us and why they're really important. And uh, Julie sat right next to me, so I'm going to embarrass her now, and talk about something that really, really moved me. And I, and I have, in, in your know, full, full show, I, I have heard the story before, but every time I hear it, it it does something to me, it really does. And it was about Julie describing really the the darkest point of her illness and that the the reason why that I, I, I chose that was because if somebody can share the lowest place they got to, if somebody can share the moment when they came closest to the end, and be open about that, and tell the truth about that, that's takes that and kind of reverses it into a, a powerful powerful gift to all those people out there who's still on the journey.
2: Julie we were talking about what the consequences of your drinking were just a few moments ago What was the crisis that brought you into recovery do you remember that
4: yeah I do it was it was a real rock bottom and it, it had been building up. I've become more and more unwell mentally, but but much more physically now. I was actually showing real signs of a chronic alcoholic. You know, um, my stomach was distended. I was going jaundice. I was in a pretty pretty dark place, as as well as being depressed. You know, my bedroom was was where I I, I would just want to stay. I, I had bottles all around me. It was it was pretty pretty awful, awful time. And I'd been unwell several times, but, you know, carried on drinking. It didn't didn't stop me. Uh, I'd been told by the doctors that if I didn't stop drinking, I would not live another six months, but even that wasn't enough to, to stop me. And then I just, I went to bed feeling awful. I'd had, you know, I had been drinking that night. I had been ill. And then had another drink, and then gone to sleep. And then I woke up in the morning, and I was just basically vomiting blood everywhere, and it was it was pretty pretty awful. Colin, I just looked at his face. He just you know grabbed a towel and wrapped it around me and hoiked me in the car, and we dashed to hospital. I was like three four hours, pretty touch and go um, whether I would survive, and basically. I'd developed uh, varices of the esophagus and these had started to rupture because of my constant vomiting and drinking. Um, they'd become inflamed and, and, you know, the consequence of this was that they bled and, but they can't physically stop the bleeding. So it, it really is time and you just, it's a waiting game really to see if, if the bleeding stops.
3: And I I guess the, the, the special part about that is again Julie sat next to me and, and I it's on my account as a very dear friend and um somebody who's taken um taken that experience as 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 you're here uh and, and really put it to work and, and has has been a great source of inspiration to, to so many people. Uh, and has also uh chosen some, some really special songs to go to go with it. So without further ado, uh, we'll hear uh, Judy's song choice from, from the time You Never Can Tell by Chuck Berry.
5: It was a i
3: And that was "You Never Can Tell" by Chuck Berry. So, um, as as I said previously, I was I was very much drawn to Julie's story and the the you know the really darkest part of julie's story that we 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 heard from uh from there but uh, also that there is so much that's become so inspirational about um julie's journey and we as recovering our radio you know our our mission was to reach out to people around the world and bring them hope this is a a a a message always always of hope and there's plenty of hope in what we're going to hear now
2: can you tell me what lessons recovery has taught
4: you? Yeah, the lessons I've learned about recovery um, is that it, it definitely takes time. It's, it's not something that you get overnight. I'm six years in March sober and I'm still learning. I learn something new every day. And and that's what keeps me wanting to know more about recovery and wanting to be there in recovery. I, I, you know, I still go to lots of groups. I, I get an awful lot of support they are the backbone of my recovery, you know, understanding about my higher power, it took a long time for me to, to, to get that and understand it. Um, and now I have it in my life and it has made such a difference, you know, living with the 12 steps. I've, I've done them several times. I wasn't somebody that did it once and understood it. I had to do it several times and I redo steps all the time. And I've sponsored somebody and I get as much out of, being a sponsor and and learning from sharing my experiences with my sponsee and as as they they get from listening to me being a sponsor if you see what I mean um it's it's a very very two two two-way relationship that, that that I have and um you know, I'm very grateful for, for that. And it's it's just, it's the ripples of recovery as well, you know, that the, the way I see my recovery has benefited my family, you know, is, is just been immense. I have just the best relationship with, with the boys now, with my granddaughter, certainly with my husband, you know, it's, it's made such a massive, massive change in my life. I, I just, I just can't thank the living room enough, really, for everything that they've they've given me and, and supported me with I've also learned to understand myself I've learned to be kind to myself I've learned to love myself all these things I I never I never did before and and I can do them now
3: and uh I guess that that shows us something that with Working a programme and sticking to a programme and engaging with others and being uh, journeying towards a higher power. Recovery, if you could sum it up, really is the, the journey back to love. Um, anyway, I'm going to hand over to Jo now.
2: Hi, um, I'd like to talk a little, little about bit about the interview I did with Kate, who lives on a sailboat. Um, she sails around the coast of Canada. But she's been to places like Bali and Indonesia. And it just goes to show how far our shows are reaching. People on sailboats are listening to us now. And when I interviewed Kate, I just found it really inspirational. She's a very strong woman in recovery. And she talked about family, not funds. So what she meant by that was the importance of time rather than chasing money, which she used to do in her occupation before she entered recovery. But now she doesn't chase money, and she's after quality of time instead. And I just found it really poignant when she talked about how she now spends that time with her children and her husband. And um, yeah, I, I just found that really inspirational. And she chose a song from Alicia Keys called Superwoman. And it really, really inspired me because I think... At the end of her clip, she said, we can all be superwomen in recovery.
6: What I've discovered is that when I set down the pursuit of money, what remains is time. And if I use that time wisely, then I can do both. I I can earn the money that I need, and then I can spend the time instead of spending the money. And the time... That feeds my spirit in a way that money never did.
2: Wow, that sounds so wonderful. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about this new life that you have after your next song, which is Superwoman by Alicia Keys. Tell me why
6: you chose this one. Because when we start to to look at ourselves and, and own up to those thoughts, behaviours and actions, we can be superwomen.
7: Stand up and I'm searching for the better part of
1: me.
4: Thanks Jo, that was a a, a lovely selection that you um, chose there um, from Kate, so uh, that was really good. So yeah, So to move on now, um, I was lucky enough to interview Colin um, and I really chose this interview as part of something to to play now because I'd met Colin several times when he was uh, facilitating the recovery coaching course. I didn't know his story. When he, when he did um, the course at all, although he did talk a little bit about his his addiction and his, his recovery um, a little bit. But, you know, there I saw this guy standing in front of me at the living room, very professional, very charismatic individual, just oozing kind of knowledge. And, um, you know, we were all sort of somewhat in, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Awe oh, of him, yeah. <laughs> So um, when I actually interviewed him, I had really no idea how his addiction had had got hold of his life and, um, you know, it was a very truthful account that he gave really and and I was very touched by it all. And to see how Colin has gone on to embrace his recovery um, and also, you know, inspire lots of people. You know, I know he he did a lot of um, retreats and you know, had great input into the recovery coaching course and to actually facilitate it like you did. Had a huge impact on, on my own recovery um, and I know on, on lots of other people as well. So yeah, it, it, it was a very, very strong interview, I felt, and um, I, I really did enjoy it. I think the piece of music that he chose, I mean, I did like all the music, but the, the piece that particularly stands out for me was the Requ- Requiem um, by Mozart um, and the piece of music was uh, lacrimosa which i think means tears and colin talks about tears washing away the windscreens of our souls which sticks with me all the time now and and to me it was a very visual piece of music you know almost somebody who had lost hope and that that light had gone out and this music meant so much to colin and and you know the the process that he was actually going through then, which he talks about in the interview. You know, and then coming out the other end and being in a place then to, to go on and and, you know, motivate others in recovery and and work on his own recovery and and to get to where he's got to. It just blows me away, really. So,
8: so I reached out to to through my brother uh, and he. Uh, I asked him. He, he lives in Seattle, Washington, and. We we ate. I used to have eight hours. Uh, <laughs> six o'clock in the morning, AM was t- ten o'clock there, so I could get away with it when I was doing all nighters and things. But but uh, I, my question to him was this: Do you know anybody who used to drink that no longer drinks? And he said yes. So he put me in touch with uh, uh, a wonderful man, Alan, who basically changed my life and introduced me to recovery and. He, another chap Rory at the time, another guy Fred, they just kind of got around me and just kept on saying to me, "Colin, there is hope, and you need never drink again." Uh, when I heard the hope, bit, you know my the little candle that was going out because I knew that I time was running out uh, physically and mentally, um, and my spirit was almost gone. So really, a, a collage of all these things, and then you know the blackouts were terrible people were concerned and there was only two or three people left who would uh, spend time with me because of uh, I was so unreliable and, and I told lies and, and, and I, it was really, so yeah, these things all kind of uh, bundled together pushed me forward into, uh, I had nothing left to give. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: yeah yeah oh thank you colin for that that was a really honest and incredibly powerful story to hear there thank you so we'll we'll play another track now so you've chosen requiem in d minor by mozart and it's lacrimosa tell us why you've chosen this track
8: i chose this track because uh, it is the lesson for weeping or tears and like uh, robert de niro in the film that the, the 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 mission he ended up in this uh, cell uh, with with going to see this priest to confess what he had done in his life and uh, my friend Rory had done this in a place called Nunro Abbey in in Scotland Uh, uh, and I went there uh, for quite a period of time to write my life story and to write about um, what had happened Uh, so I eventually got uh, a one-to-one with him on a number of occasions and I came out from that and I cried and cried and cried for hours. It was it was it was tears of joy. And and I believe that tears washed the windscreens of our souls. So that's why I chose this track. Wow.
2: Wow, Julie, what a fantastic piece of music that was. It uh, it really, really moved me. Would you like to talk about the next clip that you enjoyed from season one?
4: Yeah, sure. So this is Lisa's choice, but Lisa's not able to be with us today. So um, she chose a part of the interview from Carol's story. I've had a little word with Lisa and really I think this struck a chord with, with her because Carol talks, you know, about about her family, her two sons, and and how her illness affected them and their lives. And um, I think that really is the message. You know, addiction is a, a family illness and affects everybody, not not just the addict. You know, and um, you know when when we get recovery, that does start to change, and everybody then starts to get the benefit of the recovery. So we talk time and time again about the ripples, and and I think. The first people that feel these ripples are, are you know, our close family, and um, I think this is what resonated um, so much with Lisa. And I know how important her family are to her, and as with Carol and and to to most of us, really, kids are everything, aren't they? So yeah, so I, I think that's really why she chose chose this piece. I yeah. went
9: into rehab, and during that
4: time, my the
9: damage of Being brought up by an alcoholic mother was actually um, things were changing at home. With my, um, I got two sons, with one of my sons slowly uh, introducing himself and his friends into um, the use of uh, illicit drugs. And that was a very, very painful uh, beginning to another period of my life. That was pretty challenging.
4: Well we're gonna stop there, Carol, because we need to play another piece of music, um which I know is is connected with your family, isn't it? So so you've chosen High by the Lighthouse family. So just tell us a little bit about why you chose this track
9: well in fact I chose this track because yes indirectly it's to do with my story but in early in the, that first few years of um, recovery um I helped a young man in my area to get better and he went into the same rehab that I'd uh, been in previously and he was really struggling in rehab and I and I um, sent him the words of this song I remember writing them down and sending them to him so that he could play this song or read these words when he was really really finding things difficult in rehab. so I, I'm recalling there the hand of uh, recovery being offered to somebody else. Great. Okay.
2: listening to recovery now radio let's recover together and that was lisa's clip of choice which included the song hi Lighthouse family and just to explain as well Lisa is our face of Facebook she really is the guru of our social media campaign and unfortunately she's not with us today but um, she is very much part of the team and before we uh, switch to Nick now who will choose one of his next favorite clips I just want to say hello to Lisa I know you're on holiday hope you're having a great time
3: Okay, so one of our service users has asked us to mention one of the, the most moving interviews that we, we did during season one and that was um, hearing from, from Josh and Josh's moment of his absolute rock bottom where he contemplated uh, taking his, his own life and how Josh uh, and the, the kind of the love that he felt for his family had really turned his life around from that dark moment where he stood on a balcony looking out over the beautiful city of Calgary.
2: So drinking in secret at this stage then?
10: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it even, it even came to when I uh, I hit my bottom and I remember just feeling like I still had lost my licence, I was ready to lose this next job. I had, and my family were lied to forever and they didn't know there was a problem and I just, I, I wanted to end my life. And I made an attempt to do so and I was on a uh, about my balcony, 19 stories up in Calgary facing the beautiful city of Calgary and I, I wanted to fall forward and just end it and mm. uh, that didn't happen thankfully you know um, I was intervened and I was stopped from doing so but you know that was that was my lowest point and that's when I had to I, I finally realized that alcohol is my problem and I need to do something about it or else I was, was going to die.
2: Well, with your permission, we'll talk about a little more about that in a second. But I'm just going to introduce your next song now, which is Murder in the City by the Everett Brothers. Why did you choose this one?
10: So as morbid as it sounds, this song pretty much perfectly entailed what my suicide note would be to my parents. When I was to take my own life, you know, it was, uh, I love my family to death. And the fact that I had lied to them, kept them in the dark about a lot of things really affected me so much. And it was just, this is what I want them to know.
11: If I get murdered in the city, don't go revenging in my name. When person dead from such as plenty, no need to go get locked away when I leave your arms. The things that I think of, no need to get over alarmed. I'm coming home. I wonder which brother is better, which one our parents love most. I sure did get in lots of trouble They seemed to let the other go A tear fell from my father's eyes I wondered what my dad would say He said I love you and I'm proud of you both In so many different ways get murdered in the city, go read the letter in my desk. Don't bother with all my belongings, but pay attention to the list. Make sure my sister knows I loved her, make sure my mother knows the same. Always remember there was nothing worth sharing Like the love that let us share our name Always remember there was nothing worth sharing Like the love that let us share our name
4: Yeah, so our next clip, or the one that I've selected, um, was one that we did with Anne. And was quite a big interview to do because she was our first international person to interview, so that was quite exciting. I first connected with Anne whilst I was away from, from the UK and um, staying in Doha for a while. So we, we we just, on groups and group chat, that kind of thing, so we'd never actually physically met. Still haven't, but look forward to doing that quite soon. But she was somebody from the interview from from the moment i saw her face she just like lit up the room you know she just had this expression of happiness about her like you know this this sort of aura all the way around her and it really came across in the interview i felt so you know it was a really really good positive um message that she was she was putting out there and um and also, again, that that sense of you know where where she'd been and, and where she'd come from um, to get to where she was today, was was you know su- such a such a journey and and so so sad um, and being really low, you know, having to go through forty odd detoxes and you know just just that hopelessness again, um, and then something happening and and it all turning around and and now, you know, her her life has changed so, so much, you know, she's got married, I know she's been on holiday recently to see her mum, and has a great relationship with, with her mum and her, uh, her other family, and you know, she talked, talked about a moment with, with her mum about seeing a star, and she, she just talk, talks about positive things in life that, that are just there, you know, she's very present in the days is, is what what I got from her interview. And also the piece of music that she chose, well, I mean, she had us all in bits, Greg as well. And I know it has affected lots of people who have listened to it. They've all commented on it. Um, and Jo might talk about the effect it had on, on her a little a little bit after this. But um, So she, she chose um, Servant of Peace by Santam Kua. And it was just, it was such a healing piece of music. Yeah, it was, it was amazing to listen to so we're gonna listen to a bit of Anne's story and uh, play the music. That incredible piece of music was "Servants of Peace" by Santam Kawa. That was the most incredible, moving, healing piece of music I think I've ever heard. It uh, really blew me away. I'm sure all our listeners will be feeling the same as well. And to have St. Francis' prayer there as well. Gosh, what what a yeah, wonderful, it's,
6: it's a beautiful. Wonderful choice. You know, it, oh. it gives you a lot of comfort and a lot of. It's it's like a cozy blanket, mm. you know. It's it's like a soothing, beautiful, It's like a bath you know I love it Mm.
4: all right so we'll move on now to things started to change after that moment I I feel yeah yeah yeah.
6: and the strange thing was when I was released from the detox place after I got my star and Friday the 13th is not a bad luck day anymore you know all Mm -hmm. those things happened so And I remember uh, the doctor who was signing me out, he used to be my doctor before, but he said, previous years, he said, I cannot work with you anymore because you're not listening to me and you will soon be dead. And um, so he was the one, odd or God, the guy who was signing me out. And he said, something happened with you, Anne. And I said, yeah, do you know there is hope for me? And he said, yes, of course. (laughs) <laughs> and uh so he is uh you know 12 step person and he said well and why don't you go down and take a meeting you know and then you take meetings for for two weeks and then we meet each other outside the, the clubhouse and then we go and uh, have a patient doctor you know meeting so it was like i was um like a robot you know <laughs> Mm-hmm. it was like okay i go down for a meeting and so i did that and for the first time ever i was listening you know in one of those self-help meetings i was listening to what the guys were talking about and i felt so much uh recognition you know i was like wow they are you know they are talking about me this is mm-hmm. you know it was one of those moments and i got new friends mm-hmm. and um so I did that for two weeks, and then I met my doctor outside the clubhouse, and he was like, "Wow, you came!" And I said, "Yeah, you told me to." <laughs> it was the first time I ever listened. You
2: know. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. I just want to say a little bit about "Servant of Peace" by Snatam Kaur. I really, really, I was moved by that song so much so that um, I looked into Buddhism. I looked into learning Sanskrit because it really is a beautiful piece of music, and hearing Anne's interview changed my, reco- my recovery to another level yet again. So I just wanted to say something about that before we move on to our final clip, which is where I interviewed Josh about his life now and how he sees his life as full of service and being there for others. Josh is a 27-year-old Canadian, young Canadian man and a total inspiration to me. I have a son of the same age, but uh, the wisdom that Josh speaks with because of what he's learned in his 12-step program and the fellowship of recovery that he's joined is phenomenal. And he alludes to a previous clip that we played earlier, and he says that a guy did die on the ledge that night and he's talking about when he wanted to take his own life on a balcony of a high-rise building. Yeah, Josh is a a phenomenal young man and um, love to you, Josh, if you're listening. So, I wanted to listen to Josh's clip again and then play his final song, which is Brand New Day by Trevor Hall. And one of the lyrics in that song is put the crown on the king. And I can't think of a better way of ending our season finale than putting the crown on the king.
10: Things in my life are completely and utterly different from what they used to be. Night and day, you know, I'm happy today. I love myself today. I love others today. I couldn't do that before. You know, I can't transmit something I just don't got. And today I have that because of recovery and because of what it's done for me. You know, I'm... I, was, I just had this thought there, I, uh, you know, a, a man did die on that ledge back in Calgary four years ago, you know, and a new man was born afterwards, finding recovery, and today I, I got a beautiful place with a view, and I'm looking out over a bunch of people kayaking, and I think that is just such a beautiful, beautiful thing, and, uh, you know, I want to, I want to lift people up, I don't want to be a negative person today, I want to be who, you know, the young little Josh always wanted to be, Caring, loving, considerate man, and I'm getting closer to that every single day. I keep sticking with what I'm doing, and you know, I want to say if anybody out there is is reaching out and is is hopeless, you know, there is hope. My God, there is. You know, I I love I love life today. It's I can't even speak about how grateful I am to find this program to find you know to find all of you and to uh, recover together, as you guys so eloquently put.
4: Okay well that's just about the end of the show everybody. Um, It's been a really really interesting time to you know for all of us to to do this first series and uh, I really hope you've all enjoyed it as much as we have Um, but we're going to talk about the next series now series two and that will be starting on the 14th of July I really hope you keep listening to us and keep following us because we are all really passionate about this project so I'm going to pass over to Jo now and she's going to tell you how you can keep following us on all the media sites. So,
2: Joe, Thank you, Julie. I want to thank all the listeners for listening in, as usual. I want to thank The Living Room and Adveriad. And I want to encourage everybody to keep following us on Mixcloud, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now YouTube. But the main thing, really, is to follow us on Mixcloud, guys, because this way you will get to hear all of our stories from Season 1 and Season 2, which is coming up shortly. So, it's goodbye from Nick, and it's
3: goodbye from Judy,
4: and it's goodbye from Joe,
3: and all that remains is for us to say thank you to everybody that's listened throughout all of season one, and thank you for the music.
7: If I tell a joke, you've probably heard it before.